Welcome to a new episode of Bongs and Brunch. It's been an eventful week for myself being in quarantine and releasing a podcast. And, well, I'm happy to say that today is my first day out of quarantine. And here I am still working on this podcast. But you know what? I absolutely love it. So I do want to apologize for the quality of the last few episodes. I had no idea what I'm doing, but here we are. So happy new year. This week we have a few new things that we're introducing, including some guests. So please bear with us and uh, hope you enjoy. Because weed reviews is something we want to do on the weekly, guys. If you are stoners, you'll maybe appreciate this maybe not come get stoned to the bone on the weekly what are you smoking with us today mage today i'm smoking the trailblazer the trailblazer eva at 17 percent Ooh. uh i am smoking some black gas shatter I don't know what the percentage is, but I will tell you that the shit is like the first time I ever got high. Brought back to the high school days. And it is glorious. I strongly recommend this stuff. 10 out of 10? 10 out of 10. Although it kills the lungs. And the whole torch thing is, is something. But no, it tastes amazing. The stone is incredible. It brings you back to like the first time. The first few times you get high, you know, those like, you'll never get those stones again, but this stuff, wow. Ooh, trailblazer. Tastes kind of tweety. Tweety. Sorry, still warming up the bowl here, but I think we're getting there. I literally just took one. I'm actually going to (laughs) die. Here we go. Still tastes amazing. Absolutely destroys the lungs. Holy shit. I'm also not used to it, but wow. Okay. That shit punches you in the face, though. (laughs) Punches you right in the face and throat. And lung to your lung grapes. What? Right to your lung grapes. <coughs> oh man. <coughs> I think I'm um, actually dying a little bit, maybe. Demurio. <laughs> ten out of ten. <laughs> I do recommend. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. All right. So now that we got that one out of the way, I want to talk about <coughs> something that I think is really important. Just because, (coughs) I'm not going to speak for you, Mage, but just because I am a sex advocate and I want to talk about sex and my my own personal preferences and experiences publicly does not mean that I am giving you consent for any kind of sexual behavior. Now, with that being said, I understand that the material that I'm putting out into the world is going to receive some sort of attention. I expect that, and that's fine. But that does not mean that I am down to fuck you. I just want to make that very clear for everyone. Consent. You do not have consent. Unless I am very... Explicit about that. Yes. So that I just wanted to put that out there for the world. While we are on the topic of consent... I want to point another thing out that I think is like kind of a gray area for a lot of people and different for a lot of people as well, but degrading. Now, I like it. I like it a lot, but I am very picky with who I let do that to me. I feel like I need to be in some sort of mutually beneficial relationship with someone where there is trust and comfort. Let someone I don't know treat me that way. Sorry. 
Yeah, I don't think I'd be a fan of someone that I expect cares for me and loves me. I wouldn't want them to degrade me. That's so interesting. That's not a that's not a side that I would want to see them. I would rather a stranger do it because they don't owe me anything. And it's more expected of them. That's so I would hope that in the speaking of consent that they would obey my wishes to stop though. I mean, yeah. Everyone's got their own line, right? And like it it's there's a thin line between like a traumatic experience and or there could be a thin line between what's traumatic to one person and like what they're okay with. So you got to tread lightly and you got to communicate and be honest and like talk about those things before you go down that road, I think. But I mean, when I am comfortable with someone and do want that, like I won't be the first person to like initiate that. I feel like that's, I don't want to say a slutty way to go about it, but like also I like to like test the waters and see like what the man's into before I unleash my fucking freak because (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, like, oh, because we were talking about daddy earlier. That's what it was. Dudes love it when you call them daddy. And I don't mind doing it. I don't know. I've had a lot of dudes be weird out by that. Oh, I'm sure there are some, but I just seem to attract also a certain type of freaks. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. I'm, I like it. I'm down for it. But my thing is being called a good girl i love that but i'll I like being called a bad girl punish me daddy but like i like like the, the good girl for like taking the punishment like after you've taken the punishment like you're wow you're a good girl i, I don't know it just turns me on so much but like i'll never be like oh please call me that but if a guy says that shit to me i will let him let it be known that <laughs> I am about to come. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. Wow. No, you're right. There are probably a lot of people who are freaked out by the daddy thing, but I think that's also, like, depending on your sexual preferences. I mean, some people are vanilla and are okay with being vanilla, and some people don't have sex at all, and that's okay, too. Fuck, I'm going through a phase where I'm not having you born again virgin there Kimbo well through this quarantine yeah (laughs) I've got what six and a half hours left of quarantine guys and then what are you gonna dick hunt that's what I would do no I actually have zero interest in that and I'm still like super dick dumbfounded from the last one I I may Maybe going to Toronto for a short while is potentially in the plans. Um, but it's not for Dick. And I'm like, I'm good right now, you know? Unfortunately, I wish I had more to report. So I'll just have to, like, reminisce on my slut days. But, you know... I will get dicked down for you. Thank you. Slide in my DMs. <laughs> I appreciate that. Taking one for the team. <laughs> You're the bomb. You know me. Always do. <laughs> yes, you do. Oh, kink of the week. One that got me thinking. Fisting. Ooh. Nope. Negative. Big, fat, fucking oh, negative What if his me. hand... Or what if their hand is small and arm is small? Um, no, I'm just not that big of a person and I don't need that. Plus, I like the size that I'm at right now. And like, I know that like it's a muscle and like it can always go back. But like, man, no. Hmm. Something I've never tried either. But I had someone recently bring that up to me if I'd be down to give it a go. And I was like, uh, well, first off, you haven't even seen the punani yet. So ain't nothing going to fit up there. <laughs> yeah, like, I, there's just no way physically. 
ever. So, no, that's not for me. Please but hey, I'll power make to me you. a puppet. Yo, if if it's gonna make you come, right? Go you do it. what you do for that nut. But no, <laughs> generally not for me. Something that I am a big fan of though is threesomes. I love threesomes. I mean, I feel like most of us like threesomes, but one man, one woman, best of both worlds. It is lovely. Yeah, definitely not into the double dude thing. That that might be a little bit much for me. Double dude something is what I love. Mm, I think it's just too too much dick. Pork roast me over that fire. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I want that Eiffel Tower. <laughs> All the power to you, girl. But yeah, no, that's not for me. I try to think of a quirky position I can think of in like a two female male threesome, but I can't think of a position. I don't know. Personally, my favorite, though, is like would be as much as I'm not a fan of doggy style because I just don't I'm not built for that. Like I'm too man, little. I love that shit. Oh, man, it hurts me. I'm just not I built for it. it. But in a threesome, like if I'm getting fucked from behind and going down on a girl, it's my favorite mm. thing in the entire world. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm super down for that. I don't know. <laughs> I also love it when it, you're having a threesome because, like, the, the best part of it, like, other than the fact that, like, I'm genuinely enjoying myself because I very much enjoy men and women, but it's, like, seeing men going through this for the first time, like, their first threesome, it's just, oh, it's so hot. Seeing their the look on their faces and just, like, how happy and excited they are is just, like, literally when you know that you've got the power <laughs> it's the most empowering feeling to be like this man is so weak to us right now oh my god oh sorry technical difficulty i dropped my phone because i'm really the only, problem, the only problem with that is he has like no idea what the fuck to do at that point that's why you got to find yourself some like more experienced men i've been sober since 2021 so that sounds terrible. I mean, I've been I banged in my 21 at 9 a.m. with a shot of DMT. Oh, that's a way to start the year. That's a way to ring it in. Oh, I was not that. No, I spent 36 <laughs> hours awake uh, between the 30th and the 1st. So um, that was my New Year's. Exciting. Very exciting. No, no substances. I mean, obviously, like weed, that's a guarantee. Everyone knows that. But no, I've been sober. And honestly, as much as I know you're not going to like to hear this, but I think I might continue the, the, the sober journey for a little while and explore that. I think that I like to challenge myself and... Uh, not that it's a challenge to stop, but I don't know. I've just been, like, feeling good. And, like, I don't – I can't drink, man. I don't like waking up in the morning and being hungover. Like, I'm too old for that shit now. I mean, I like to have, like, a beer or two, but I don't like to get drunk. I black out. And that is not something that I want to be doing at almost 30 years old. I don't need that shit anymore. I need to be more responsible and make healthier decisions. But it's also hard to black out when the world is locked down. So maybe that's why. (laughs) This next guest that I'll be introducing is a good friend of mine from the UK. Well, I guess he's Canadian, but he lives in the UK. And... We are going to be talking about butt stuff. And I will warn you, our friend is a little bit intoxicated, but he totally acknowledges and accepts what is about to be said here. So 
for your entertainment, please welcome whom we will call Pegasus. Kimberly, so this is your podcast. Ask me some questions. Let's see. Let's 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 offend the sensibility of the public. <laughs> well, one of my favorite things that we've just talked about over the last few hours. <laughs> What is the kinkiest thing you've ever done? The kinkiest thing I've ever done? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, it can, you know, it's it's hard it's hard to gauge. I mean, like for like some people, it might be like nothing. So, oh. so I, I think I told you something. So, so why don't you just tell me what the kinkiest thing you think I've ever done? <laughs> well, I already know. <laughs> All right. So spit it out. What is what is what is it? I think you wanted to do it though. Maybe not to me, but maybe to other people. This but, is so, definitely so is this? this is definitely one of my biggest fantasies in the entire world. But a woman wearing a strap on and fucking a dude in the ass. Yeah, it's hot, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I haven't done it, so I can't say that it's hot or not. But the idea of it in my head is just fire. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, it's nice though. It's fun. I had it done. <laughs> it's nice though. It's fun. <laughs> Honestly, though, it was nice because I mean, like, the G spot is in the wrong spot for men, and I mean, so like that kind of really just says like there is no like actual God, or maybe he's just a trickster, right? Like, let's put it up <laughs> the man's ass, like the G spot in the man's ass, but. In all honesty, no. It was lovely. I liked it. I liked it. I liked the whole switch of roles, right? The man's usually the dominant one. The man's the one's thrusting. But in this in this instance, it wasn't the man thrusting. It was the woman thrusting. So yeah, it was that's... complete like role reversal. It was it it changed like one's sensibilities. What one you know? Like yeah. it was a complete you know, and it was hot and it felt good. It felt good. I liked it. And Fuck like, there's yeah. not too many girls that will fucking do that. And there's not too many guys that'll do it. And it's really fucking hot to see a guy own that shit. I love that. You are my idol, dude. But you haven't done it. I haven't done it. I know, but I had to, I had to convince her to do it. Almost. Yeah, no, I didn't have to convince her to do it. I had to like, basically like warm her up to the idea that it wasn't like super... I don't know, like, I don't want to say, like, super gay, because it's not, it's not gay. But it's not like, gay at all. I almost felt like that was the stigma that I had to, like, break down. I think that's the stigma that most people need broken down. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, if you look at, I mean, like, I'm 42 years old, so, I mean, like, I'm of a different era where it comes to that i mean like you're like almost 20 years younger than me so like i mean that's like a huge a huge difference in tolerance and like what's accepted in like all this other stuff right true um so like i'm not saying like you know it's just so maybe for a lot of younger people it probably doesn't sound weird but you know like when i told my friends there was like some were like oh that's wicked awesome and then others were like whoa dude you know, and I was like, no, it's cool. It's fun. It felt great. I'm like, there's just not too many girls that will do it. <laughs> I really do have to say, though, and I, I think that there are a lot of girls that would do it. I think a lot of girls are, like, low-key freaks. And when I say girls, I definitely think, like, the millennial sector of women. We're, we're kind of freaks, and I think that there's a lot of women my age that would fucking love to do that i have i've got friends i've talked to about it they all want to i think just opening up that line of communication with your partners yeah yeah for sure no i was on the funny thing is it's on tinder and one of the girls says like my dream is to peg a man i was just like and she left her her, she left her facebook i mean her instagram um like handle and i was like shit i'm like should i just be like i saw what you said and i'm like that's the hottest thing like i've ever heard but Will you marry me? <laughs> I, I I never did. I I didn't do it. I was like, I so wanted to. I was. I just so wanted to be like. I saw your message on Tinder, and I'm like, that's so hot. But why I mean, not? Like, she would have been down for it. 
I know about the age gap and all the COVID shit. So I was just like, nah, it ain't the right time. I mean, I'm, maybe I should have. I mean, like, maybe with the search history still on the Instagram, I'll still do it. But No, the age gap is, like, going to be the winning factor for you here. Because, like I said, us young girls, we want to fuck some dudes in the ass. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Wow. That's pretty fucking hot, though. Um <laughs> No. All right. That's fucking funny. Oh, I even Can I ask how old the girl was? When I, when I did it? Or like... No, no, no. The girl that you just said that there was an age gap with. Oh, on the on the Tinder. No. On yeah, the Tinder. She, she was about like... She was young. She was young. Like, I mean, I mean, when I said like, I'm 42, so she's young. She was like 20, 20 something, 20 something. And yeah, I'm, I'm sure that says a lot about what my age gap is on the Tinder. But yeah, no, it, it, it was, it was, it, yeah, no, it was young. And it was just like, it was just like, she wanted to peg a man. And I was just like, my dream is to peg a man. And I was just like, oh, fuck, I want to fucking message her. And she was <clears throat> hot too. Like, you know, it wasn't like, uh, it was like, oh, I mean, that's, that's about to say, right? And you're recording the shit. Edit that shit out. <laughs> um, no, she, she, she. she. <laughs> oh she was cute you know like thin and tiny you know and it was just like it was like to picture her wearing like nothing but a strap on was hot oh my god i love that you love this oh yeah but yeah no but i've been always open with my sexuality because i know that i love women so like if it's with a woman like it's fine. So when my friends like that's gay, and I'm like that's not gay, and I'm like even if it was, like who gives a shit? But that shit felt fucking good. Yo, I will tell you, I am the type of person I go for the ass. I always go for the ass. I mean, not like right away. I have to like warm up to someone a bit first. But I have introduced several men to anal pleasure, and I'm telling you, I've changed their lives. <laughs> Most of them younger dudes, and then they're like, holy shit, I do like it, and then. You get over the whole stigma of it very quickly when you realize, holy shit, this feels good. It feels better than caring about what other people think. Yeah, yeah. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit yeah. what other people think when you're fucking having sex? Who gives a fuck? Um, no, I remember, like, it wasn't even the first time I was... And it was it was probably a, a bad time because it was my friend's girlfriend. But I was having sex with her. And I saw her, like, stick her... Fi- stick like her either her middle finger or her index finger in her mouth and like slobber it up and i'm like what is she doing and I'm like oh wow okay <laughs> and then i was like yeah and i just went with it for this week's ad i want to talk about a place that i used to work at now if you're bored in quarantine and you like to drink beer and are looking for a hobby to start getting into I would strongly recommend making your own beer. It is an awesome process. It's really interesting to learn about and you actually get to you get beer out of it. So I mean, what's there to lose? With that being said, if you are in Canada and or the Toronto area, you should check out Toronto Brewing. It's one of Canada's largest homebrew supply stores for brewing, beer brewing equipment and ingredients. They ship online from coast to coast, so you can actually get it from anywhere in Canada. And they do have a retail shop in north york which is open seven days a week actually i think it might be five days a week because of covid now but they have over 1500 items in stock and their staff are ready and experienced and are able to help you with any kind of beer that you are looking to make um with that being said i want to take a second to congratulate zach just because he's done some pretty amazing things over the last few years he actually interviewed with vice and Toronto Brewing also featured in Canada's episode of Beerland. And Zach is also on his way to opening up a second retail store. So huge congrats to you. If you guys are interested in making your own beer, check them out on Instagram at Toronto Brewing or go online and you can find them at torontobrewing.ca. And for our last guest of the week, I'm going to be introducing someone who is another good friend of mine. Someone who I've always kind of looked up to as a bigger sister. Um, She's been there for me 
for the last few years since we've met. And she's honestly one of the most real and hilarious people that I know. So please welcome whom we will call V. Oh, Jesus. Oh, first time? <coughs> Yo, man, this shit is fucked. <laughs> is it the shit or is it you? Both now. Yeah, well, I won't dispute that. <laughs> you want to go there on a level one to ten? How sober are you right now? I'm totally sober. So you've had zero beers today? No, that doesn't mean I'm not sober. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yeah, I try to say that with a coughing right now. Fair? Oh. <laughs> well, it's okay. I struggled a little bit. But I got cocky and I'm stubborn and we know that. Yeah, I know that. And I don't like when you tell me what to do. Well, sometimes. Yeah, but I do. <laughs> Thank you for giving me the backbone that I never had. Well, you make it sound so horrible, though. No. It's, just like... it's really not horrible <laughs> because I'm such a people pleaser and I just had zero, like, authority within myself. You know what I mean? Like, I just let people walk all over me. And then I met you and you just kind of were like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you're like come under my wing young grasshopper and let me show you how it works <laughs> let me be your sensei <laughs> I will mentor you and turn you into a wonderful young butterfly and you will destroy men <laughs> I learned it all from you <laughs> oh you give me so much credit oh, it. I'll try to keep you grounded but Apparently, good luck. They're trying to keep me on a leash. I'm just kidding. I'm actually very loyal. You don't need me on a leash. I'll stick by your side. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I didn't have to sit. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere, man. I know. I was like, if I tell you to sit, you'll sit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. It depends in what sense you're telling it to me. Mm. I'm just going to smoke a dab right now. Great idea. Fucking hell. Amateur. I want to burn some more burn cells. They're gone, man. There's nothing left to burn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I knew. I'm I'm actually very intelligent, though. I knew that a few years ago. That I was intelligent? No. That your burn cells were gone. No, you are well, you are super intelligent. Thank you. I mean, I I definitely have my moments and like my brain definitely stops. I kind of have like narcolepsy of the brain. <laughs> you should wear a helmet. Probably. Like sometimes I could be like mid conversation with someone and my brain just malfunctions and is like holy fuck, what are we talking about? Like, literally, we were just mid-conversation and my brain forgets what I'm talking about. This happens to me a lot. Well, why do you think that is? Because I am a chronic pot smoker. And I'm guessing Alzheimer's runs in my family, too. That's a thing that maybe I should look into. (laughs) I really don't think you have to worry about Alzheimer's at this point. (laughs) No, probably not, but I'm definitely not off to a good start, I'll tell you that. <laughs> you might be accelerating it, but... With pot? I don't think pot has that kind of negative effect. I mean, I have been doing it. I've been, I've been smoking pot for a long time. You gotta let people go on their own journey. No one's on the same journey as you at all Mm -mm. and we all need to do our own thing and learn our own lessons at our own pace like people get this is another thing that i hate it's like for example people getting mad at other people for going back to or staying in a toxic relationship what that person does is none of your business And they're on their own path and they need to learn their own lessons at their own rate. And you are not in any position to judge that person. 
Like, obviously, I get it. If this person is in physical danger, then, like, you want to help get them out of that situation. But, like, if it's literally everyone puts themselves through their own pain because we need to learn our own lessons. And I just hate friends that, like, aren't supportive of other friends when they're going through a tough lesson. And they're just like, you know what? You're you're doing – what you're doing to yourself is affecting me. Like, fuck off. That's the most selfish thing I've ever heard in my life. I don't and think you I should... need... Sorry. Sorry. No, I don't think you should ever abandon a person who is going through a toxic relationship because that actually makes them stay there more. I think whether or not – Because they feel more alone. Yeah. Exactly. You don't you – don't, you obviously don't support it, but if you start abandoning them, then how are you going to give them the strength to leave? I agree with that 100%. Fuck yeah. There's too many people out there that are – too quick to like just drop someone because you're like oh you're effect- your life decisions are affecting me excuse me yeah I personally had that um, one of my best friends just dropped me for my relationship decisions and it was like well I'm not changing and if I am changing then I would appreciate you telling me but you dropping me like a like you know a bunch of rocks well it's then- a terrible thing to do to someone I think so too like, it, and it's terrible for them to watch. So I do understand that aspect. But at it's, the same time, if you leave them, then they've got no one. So they're just going to stay. You have to try to build them up, even though it, like, maybe it affects you because you don't want to do that. You, you hate watching it. But you still have to build them up because that's the only way they're going to feel strong enough to leave. Yeah. And here's another thing that I want to point out, too, because this is another thing that I hear a lot of stories about. And it absolutely drives me crazy. But when a man or a woman, because women are guilty, too, cheat in a relationship. And let's go back to crimes of passion a little bit here, too. But the, the woman or the man who is cheated on going after the person that they cheated with. That person did absolutely nothing to you. They were not in the, they were not the ones that were committed in the relationship to you. Now, you also don't know for a fact that this other person even knew about you because let's be honest, if your significant other is doing that in the first place, they're very much capable of lying. Let's be, is that not right? No, that is correct. So people need to stop attacking the other woman because you have no idea. Or the other man. Or the other man, sorry. Yes, I, I, I don't mean to make that one-sided because it, both genders do it. Everyone does yes. it. Yes. But you cannot attack the other person because you don't even know if they knew about you. And you know what? Even if they did know about you, all that says about that person is that maybe they're just a shitty person and that should just make you feel better on your own. There's no need to go out of your way to, for example hire a hitman to kill someone you know what i mean like people go do some crazy fucking shit for love but well and you have to ask yourself okay so if they knew and you knew okay um let me straighten that out so let's say i know this man is cheating on his wife for a fact they're not in an open relationship it's not anything like that and i and i know who this woman is and i still decide to do it what am I going to get from this man if he does leave his wife? The same shit that 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 she that the same. Sh- yeah, exactly. Like how, I'm just like okay, so now he leaves his wife and now he's with me. So now I'm just going to be like, okay, well, if he can do it to her, what's to say he can't do it to me? So now it's not I'm a gonna- trusting relationship without trust. No. You have nothing. No, it's not. I mean. But even if they say they're in an open relationship and they're allowed to do it, like, you never know who's telling the truth. But here's the other thing, too. And here's another very common aspect to this is that a lot of men lie, but a lot of women lie, too. But like, so a lot of other women and what a lot of other men. Sorry, let me rephrase this myself. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. just happened in my brain right now (laughs) so if the other man or other woman usually is in a scenario where they're being promised that this married being is going to leave their their partner 
So there's usually this false promise that, oh, but I'm going to leave soon. So it's okay. We're not doing anything wrong. And there's all this manipulation already for that outside person. And now I'm not saying this is the case for every single scenario because there are some deviant fucks out there who all they want to do is ruin people's lives. There are those people. But in most of those situations of things and stories I've heard over the years and things I've witnessed other people go through, most of the time in this scenario, it is the married person who is cheating and being a lying sack of shit that is not only lying to the wife but or husband, but is also lying to the mister or mistress. You know what I mean? Like, if you're lying to one, you're lying to the other. So let's stop pointing the finger at the mister or mistress because we sure as hell know that they were pro- probably fucking lied to as well. Yeah, no, I, I do agree with that. Thank I mean, you. it's a rant there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I think it's weird when people are like, you can't be friends with your exes and it's unhealthy, blah, blah, blah. I really disagree with that. I also, though, think that if you're in a relationship and it does become a problem, your relationship should be your priority. But I mean, I think that exes can 100% be friends. I'm living proof of that. I think there has to be some time. Oh my god, yes. It's not something you can do right away. But you... I think it's I a slippery to... slope. It could, it, d- depending on the past, it's definitely a slippery slope. There's definitely some people that you should never speak to again. Okay, yes. I totally agree with that. But I tried to be like a friend with one of my exes. And then he got a new girlfriend and it totally got kiboshed. Well, that it makes sense. Like... I, I get that. If the girl's insecure or the guy's insecure... And that's the dynamic of that relationship. Like, that person's got to respect the relationship that they're in. And it's not personal. And, like, that's fine. I 100%. Like, as much as I'm, like, very much in in the debate of where my values stand and the way I view dating and sex has nothing to do with the fact that I respect what other people believe and what works for other people. Everyone's different. There's not one right way to do something or a wrong way to do something. Like you do, everyone does what works for them, and nobody should be judged for that. Okay, but in in my like situation that I was in, it was just we would have phone calls. We weren't like meeting up on the side or doing anything like that, and it was like, and I know it's hard, like because I'm a woman, so I know it's hard as a woman. I can't speak for men, but yeah, to see you know, your your boyfriend be really good friends with her ex, it's not a fun situation, but if you don't trust your man, then what are you doing with him? I also agree with that. I also feel like if you're the outsider, that part's none of your business. You know what I mean? That's between them. You just got to respect what they want in that situation. And I mean, if you're a fr- if you're actually a friend to that person, you would respect that. Well, yeah. Like, I can't... Like, like the guy I'm dating right now, he's really good friends with his ex. So I should I be... That. No, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, it's not, you know, it doesn't really, like, uh, it doesn't rest nicely. But at the same time, if I trust him and he wants to be friends with her, like, what can I say to that? I can't, like, deny a friendship. No, and, like, sometimes people date to learn lessons and then they can learn to appreciate one another and the lessons that they brought to one another without it being sexual it's been a dry quarantine season for me yeah you're only talking about two weeks so really well technically i haven't seen essential dick man since what the fuck day is it today i think it's like the fifth okay yeah no it's only been two weeks (laughs) i don't really like i don't want there's nobody here that i want to fuck anyways like 
I just don't feel myself vibing with anyone. I don't know. I'm just fine. I don't need sex. Like, plenty of things I can do on my own. That's probably better than sex for the most part. (laughs) Well, if you can do it on your own and it's better than sex, then you're winning. But, like, the problem is, like, (laughs) you know when you find that sex that's, like, a drug? Yeah, that's the only sex that you want. I'm worried that this guy ruined sex for me for the rest of my life. It was that good. Yeah, I totally- I'm still like this is day 13 of quarantine, and I'm still fucking like obsessing over the dick. So your little your little flaps are spooning. Whoa, that's graphic. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything wrong. I mean, technically, no, but you said a lot. (laughs) I painted a picture, (laughs) sure. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't feel like the bar is just too high now. I don't even want to bother trying. (laughs) (laughs) So my content on the sex front is going to be probably a little boring for a while. (coughs) Uh, I don't think so. Where the fuck am I going to meet someone? You meet people every bloody day. So not exactly accurate, but I've I feel like I've met a lot more people in like the six months that I've been in Toronto Vancouver than I have met in my five years in Toronto. Yeah, because you're like a dog in heat. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> they just sniff you out. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> Well, it's not that bad. <laughs> Yo, men aren't like leeching off of me or anything. Like, it is not like that. I didn't say they were leeching off of you. I just said they're sniffing you out. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's there's really not. Also, I live in like the heart of the gay village. Like, no man here is looking at me and being like, I want to sniff that. <laughs> I love that you just took my turn. <laughs> that makes it even better. <laughs> Yo! that I have ever come across in the entire world was a gay man. And it was not sexual. We were just really good friends and we fucking love each other, but he was a great kisser. I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't sexual. It was definitely a little sexual, but we didn't fuck. He's gay. Yeah, well, maybe he's bi. No, he's definitely not. Okay. We were just friends who like to make out. That's genuinely... <laughs> I would say that probably might make him a slight bit bi. No, because it would never go further than that. What's what's a little harm in kissing? Fuck, straight girls kiss other girls. That is true. Right? I mean, I've made it with a gay guy before. So there you go. Yeah, no, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, no, gay men are fucking just absolutely lovely all around. They are wonderful friends, wonderful people. Just the most. They've really also, I feel like, have kind of shaped me to be who I am un- unapologetically. Like, I also grew up in a small town where, like, you know, people judge. There's a lot of judgment in society and a lot of, like, the right and wrong way to do things. And, like, if you go off a little bit. Well, man, I moved away when I was 16. Like, I'm sure... And in a small town, like, shit like that gets around, you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't looked at as, like, (laughs) the fucking, I don't know, 
no parent looked at me and was like, that is the role that I want my child to play. No. But I mean, I also wasn't a terrible kid either. Like, fuck, I moved across the country at 16 and went to school and worked and tried to make ends meet because I was just stubborn and needed to fucking needed to do shit on my own because I've just, I don't know. I like to learn things the hard way, I guess. Yeah, you definitely like it hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, you made that one way too easy. I mean, I welcome that one because it's yeah not untrue. No, I mean it depends who it is. <laughs> well, that's a good topic. Who's the biggest asshole that you've dated? Oh, I'm not name dropping like that. No, no, you don't have to name drop. But there must be one in your life. There's two. And what made them the asshole? It's not even just them, honestly. Like, they, I think, I don't think that I can sit here and point out characteristics about them that made them what I think, what I perceived was an asshole when we were both bringing out terrible sides of each other and we just genuinely were toxic for each other. We were not good for each other and we brought out horrible side so I can't sit here and say you know he was an asshole because he did this and this and this but like my reaction to this and this and this wasn't fucking worth a medal either you know what I mean like I I truly think it takes two people to fuck something up and to make something unhealthy and I as much as I think that they're both assholes that's my perception of what I have experienced with them. But I also know that I was not at my best during those experiences. So I'm sure that they might also view me in the not healthiest light as well. And that shit we all go through and that shit we need to take time to fucking work out. And I didn't take the time to work out from that first relationship to the second relationship. And I think that's why it happened again, because I didn't learn the lessons that I needed to learn. And this time I did. Well, sorry, I'm just going to say something sort of against that. Uh, Maybe the second relationship, you could have been scarred by your first. Or, like, not the first, but the one before that. Because sometimes you need, if you don't give yourself enough, like, healing time, then you have, like, just residual feelings. And you're very sensitive to certain things. I've grown, I've grown out of that a little bit over the last little. I've toughened up a little bit since moving here. Definitely. Um, but... No, I'm just saying when you jump from relationship to relationship, like if you did an asshole, then you did an asshole again. Well, that's not exactly how it happened because there was, like, kind of someone in the middle, but that's also more to prove that, like, I didn't take any time to myself. I had a few weeks to myself, maybe, between a horrible breakup, but not that I didn't know was coming. Like, fuck, we were terrible for each other, too. We had broken up a few times. Like, it was just, ugh. But the worst thing, so yes, okay, you know what? I think I'm going to agree with what you're saying here because I noticed that maybe because I didn't take that time, I saw things in myself in the second relationship that I brought forth from the other relationship. So for example, uh, I don't even want, I don't want to get too much into it in public, but like doing something for someone without the intention of doing it because you want to do it. And I'm not saying that, like, you're doing it with the intention of receiving something, but you're kind of using it as leverage. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like someone would go out of their way for me to do all of these things. And there's always materialistic things, like things I never gave a fuck about. And they would just go out of their way. And any time an argument would come up, it was like, that was used against me. And that was used against me. And I fucking hated that. I fucking hated it. But then, jokes on me, universe pulls a fucking 180 and is like, let's put you in the opposite position now. And 
I get into a situation where I'm the one who's like giving and giving and giving and like not that I was expecting anything in return but I mean I guess all I wanted was love Mm -hmm. and I didn't even get that I don't think so but I mean it's okay it's well I mean it does take two like if you're horrible to each other oh I'm not saying that I'm responsible for the last relationship not working out because I feel like I'm definitely the type of person, like, when I'm in, I'm, like, I'm all in, man. Like, I will give, I'll give you the fucking world. I will give you the clothes off my back. Like, I will do whatever I can to make you happy. I will fill your cup up with mine. And that is my problem is that I need to keep my cup full. And I need to make sure your cup's full rather than try to find someone whose cup I can fill up to make happy. And that's what I've learned in, in this whole last three years of toxic relationships. And having boundaries of how far you're going to let people take things with you. I've learned a lot about myself there, too. This is where the whole back having a backbone now comes in, too. Because I'm like, ah, people have fucked me up in the last little bit. But not even in a sense that I feel like I'm a victim because I really don't. I don't want that to be the takeaway of this because I'm really not a victim. I'm so happy with the way everything worked out and the way I learned each lesson at the time that I did and just the way everything unfolded. Like, I'm truly, I feel like I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. And I don't know, like, it's also lovely to have wonderful relationships and good relationships with your exes or friendships with your exes but like there are also some people that are toxic to you and it's also okay to cut those people off I'm not saying hold a grudge against them because that's never okay I don't think you should hold a grudge I think that only hurts you but like forgive them and like let it go and move on and like you don't need to talk there's no point Well, everyone, that about sums it up for this week. I just want to take a second to thank everyone who's been tuning in so far. Thank you for the support. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at Bongs and Brunch Podcast. And yeah, thank you so much. We will see you guys all next week.